I want to talk to you this morning. Uh, we're still on love. Uh, title of the message is Grounded in Love. God is so good, I'm telling you what. Ephesians 3.17 in the New King James, it says, Paul says, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Then in the New Living Translation, the same verse, it says, that your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. You all recognize that the fight is on. You all recognize that the enemy is constantly trying to draw you away from the things of God. It's amazing how easy it is to watch TV for hours and hours and hours. But pick up your Bible and watch how hard it is to stay with it. Get around people and look how hard it is to keep from gossiping and talking about other people. And we, we all know the way we're supposed to live. But what, what, what are we grounded in? What's the thing that we're drawing from? You know, 2 Timothy 3.2, a, a scripture that's sometimes terrifying because he's talking to the church. He literally says that for people, in the New Living Translation, he says, for people will love only themselves. Neil of Monica just got back from Orlando and he said, it is unbelievable now what you see in the crowds. They went to Disney, Disney and that stuff. How people just push and shove, and it's only about them. Well, you know, as I meditated on this scripture, and I, that has come up to me so often, because not a person, if you, if you think you're not in this category, you're in so much pride, you don't even see yourself. We all get caught in this, and it's, it's bigger in some, smaller in others. That's here nor there. That's God's business. But fact is, we've got to pay attention the world is drawing us away from him. That's, that's what the world, that's, that's, he is the God of this world. We are not of this world. Our God is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He is our God, but yet we're living in a world. We are ambassadors going through. I don't care what your age is, you're being drawn. The difference in the generation now and the generation I was raised in, there's, there's not even no comparison to the influence that we have. You went to church. And you keep going back. This is what was in the schools. This is the book they used to learn out of. This is the book they learned the morals. This is the book you learned how to live. This is the, uh, this is the life. And it was recognized. But now, we are influenced What's even getting crazier, we're getting more influenced by AI, artificial intelligence, than we are anything else. It's starting to rule and run without you even knowing it. But we've got to go back and recognize the fight is on, and we've got to, dry, we've got to bring our roots down to the place of where they need to be. We've got to bring our roots down and recognize what we've really got. i got a huge oak tree. i got two in my yard. Huge, I mean, huge oak tree. There's as much lumber underground as there is on top. That's not my facts. That's what the people that studied trees. Now, I look at this tree, which is 75 to 100 feet tall with all this lumber and all this in it, and then I think, 
what's holding it up? Everything that's underground. Everything that's underground. Where are your roots? Now, no condemnation. We're all fighting this. But we've got to recognize what we've got. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that we're new creatures in Christ. Old things have passed away. Well, why, if old things have passed away, do I still pull stuff that I shouldn't pull? Say stuff that I shouldn't say. Think stuff that I shouldn't think. Live in a selfish mode so many times. Why do I go there? Because the roots, when I got saved are still there and being driven there by my choices. Whose choice? I don't make your choices. I suggest you ways to go. I suggest you the word of God. I suggest you, I, I give you the truth. But I'm talking about, I'm the only one that can make the choice for me. I have to make a decision. And if, I've, if I'm grounded more in the truth of who I am, Romans 5, 5 says the love of God has been poured out into our hearts. Well, how and why? Well, I said yes to Jesus, which was a choice. I believe by faith that he died for me. I believe by faith that he rose again. I believe by faith that, I, I, that my real me is in heavenly places. I believe by faith the fullness of God is in me. I believe by faith that I was saved by grace, not by my works. I believe that. And my roots are holding me there, but I still catch myself thinking wrong thoughts, and I still catch myself being selfish. The only answer is to start making choices. When I see that, when I feel that, I, I change that. I come to that place of, of changing my thoughts. I allow, see, I know my roots of, of what I am. I know that I, God loves me. The song we sang earlier, God is enough. He's everything. Every song we had tonight, exact, this morning goes exactly where I'm talking about. 1 John 4, 16, God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. That oak tree is abiding in its roots. And its roots are drawing the, the things that it needs. When we, when we recognize where we are and what we've got and we allow those roots to, dr we draw from the answer. We see the problem, but we've got to draw from the answer. We don't talk about the problem, we've got to draw from the answer. We've got, I was praying yesterday morning, I, I woke up, I woke up and I'm having trouble with my, my right eye, my, my retina's messing up. I woke up and my head was buried in a pillow and all that was open was this one and I opened my eye and all I seen was gray freaked me out because I've been having trouble I thought my retina has tore loose I'm done and I closed my eye and I started saying Lord <laughs> I started at the top of my head Lord I, I need my eyes and Lord had a little trouble with my heart need my heart had a little trouble in the prostrate area. I, I need that straightened out. Lord, I had a little trouble with my knees. And I, and I got to my knees and I went, I'm not even going down to my feet. We're a mess. And the only source we've got is him, the answer. And then we go to the book of James that has changed my life the more I teach on it. The book of James says, if you need an answer, ask. 
So while my eye is healing from the steroids that are floating around in it, the doctor give me eye drops to maintain. He said, now three should be enough. You might have to go to four of the type that's in it. $220 a bottle. God is enough. So I got up and I put a drop in it. I laid back down. I said, okay, you give me wisdom. I did what you told me to do. He said, go get your eye drops. Change your pattern. I woke up this morning, and I'm not kidding you, I can see you guys with one eye. Now, was that a miracle? No, that was just God is enough, and he gives you wisdom, and he gives you answers. We have miracles all the time, and I'm not, I'll, I'll take that. Scott said when he can see perfectly, he's coming up here. He's got, the Comans are cursed, I break the curse on our eyes. But let's go back to what we're talking about. We're talking about God is enough. And my freak out was for a, a, a split moment because then I go back to the scriptures. Whatever happens to me, he's enough. We got a man sitting right here that lost an eye due to an accident. Just got back from vacation. God is enough. He's had a good time. Everything's okay. Will he put a new eye in? That will be a miracle because he don't have an eye in there. He's got a glass eye. But wouldn't that be amazing? Could it happen? Of course it could happen. But we've still got to keep our roots driving in the source of, our, of everything. Luke 6.28 says, Bless those who curse you and pray for those who hurt you. Well, now, where are you going with this? He loves me unconditionally. No matter how much stupidity, how much of an idiot I am sometimes, some of the stuff I say or do, he does not change his love for me. So anybody, anybody that comes against me, now listen to me, if God loves me that way and he tells me to be that way, then God is enough. And he's given me the roots to pull from this source. So when he says, if anybody curses me, I'm supposed to love them. Then in, then, then in Acts 7, 60, Stephen was getting stoned. Now, when they stone you, they don't just throw a rock and run away. They throw rocks and boulders, and I can just picture picking up the biggest one I could pick up. If I, if I had a purpose to kill something, if there's a rattlesnake coming after me, I'm not going to throw a little piece of chat and, and walk away. That dude's dead. And that's what happened to Stephen. He was being stoned. And what did he say? Lord, do not charge them with their sin. Now, wait a minute. What kind of love is that? That is an unconditional love. Now, we are in a battle and the Lord wants us all to walk in pride. He wants us to think he wants us to think we're in control. He, 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 he wants, we walk, a lot of us walk in a love where if you don't do it my way, I don't need that. I've heard people say, we've had people leave the church, and I've heard people say, well, they didn't do anything anyway. Really? Folks, we have to live unconditionally with everybody around us. 
We can't cut them off. We can't quit talking to them. We can't, we can't shun them. We can't, we, can't, we can't do that because the more you draw from that unforgiving root, the more you draw from that bitterness, the more you draw from thinking you're in control and you have to have, you, you will die before you let anybody have any other way than your way. You're in trouble. Because God says, you're in pride, you will fall. But he doesn't do it. We do it to ourselves. And everybody here, everybody here is guilty of loving self. We take that scripture, love others like we love ourselves, but we don't look at what it really means. Most of us are so selfish, we're not loving other people like we love ourselves. How long do you stand in front of the mirror? Not that it's wrong. I'm glad you paint the barn. Come on. I'm, I'm glad you comb your hair. I'm, I'm glad you, you, you take a shower. I'm, I'm glad you brush your teeth. I'm, but the fact is, we've got to recognize we have got to live. Uh, agape love is unconditional. We know that word. But the only other word that's in the scripture is phileo, which means love is conditional. You're my best friend as long as you do what I say. But just the minute you don't do what I say, you're, you're damaged to me. You get away. Now, the Bible does say who you run with is who you're going to become. But you're not running with them. You're ministering to people. When you see them. Now, if you're just running with them, you'll be like them. But if you're just meeting them at Walmart and you, you don't like them or they, they left your church and they talked about you and you heard them blatantly talking about you, you, may, you know in part. We know people in part. We've got to come to a place of recognizing our place is to walk unconditionally in love with every situation. With the, and if you're not, you're not walking in the love of God. Think about how much he loves you. You say, well, you know, but I'm saved now and, I, and, I'm, and I'm righteous. Yes, you are in his eyes. But you're not doing any good. Because the more you draw from the... If I went outside to my house and I dumped gasoline on my soil around that tree every day, I dumped 10 or 15 gallons of gas, oil, toxins... I promise you, that tree would die. Why is Ronnie still drawing from toxic fruit? Because Ronnie's not grounded enough in love. I love, but I, I fall short, way short. And I'm the only one that can make the choice of that. I watched a movie last night that was just so touching. And it was just about unconditional love. And it didn't matter what went on in the lives of their relationship. He stood his ground. And I thought, what a timing for what I'm going to be speaking. Because it's so true. We, we say we love people. We say we love the kids. We say we do this. We say we do that. We say we love our husband. We say we love our wife. But are you living unconditionally in love with them? Are you letting them be who they are? Let God have them. Only God can fix them. And by us shunning them, by us not talking to them, by us not being what we're supposed to be, we expect the ones that are growing up to be more than we are. You're in church every day, every Sunday. 
We know the Word of God. You don't get mad at me, everybody, please. I'm not beating anybody down because I'm talking to me too. We've got to recognize the love of God is in us. And I don't care what your age is. The love of God is there, and the love of God is what changes lives. The love of God is the answer. It absolutely is the answer. Let me give you, uh, just quickly, a short story. Hosea, the prophet in the Bible... Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea is probably one of those you haven't read a whole lot. But that book, the Lord comes to Hosea and he says, I want you, in Hosea 1-2, I want you to take a wife that is a prostitute. Now what he's saying is, I want to show the people that I love you no matter what you did wrong or do wrong. But I want to show them through an example. You go take a woman that's been terrible, living in sin, a mess. The whole gamut of what she's doing is wrong, wrong, wrong. You go to her and you marry her. And you have children. So he did it. And then it goes on. Well, she got tired of him and started doing her lifestyle again to make a little extra money. Wrong, wrong, wrong. But yet, what happens in Hosea 3.1? No matter what she did, love like I love. Basically is what took place. Whatever, let, me, let me just go there. Hosea 2 to Hosea 3.1. After she went away again, after she went and lived her lifestyle again, then the Lord said in chapter 3, Then the Lord said to me, that's Hosea, Go again. Love a woman who is loved by a lover and is committing adultery, just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel who took to other gods and loved the raisin cakes and the pagans. All he was saying was, go get her, tell her you forgive her, and love her. That is agape love. I've got a personal situation where I know, know this same thing that's been taking place for 14 years. Yet the lifestyle is wrong. I can't leave. I've been told to stay. 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 That is agape love. Every right in the world to walk away. That's agape love. That's agape love. We have to be that way with every person that we come in contact with. Because let me tell you something. There is nobody like you. And if we expect, you know, for marriages, if you expect your wife or you expect your husband to be, or boyfriend or girlfriend, if you expect them to be like you like, you are wasting your time. Because they're not. They never will be. They'll never change. Because if they have to change, they are having to they are having to do to keep your love. They are, having to, they are having to be who they're really not to keep your love. Why would you want someone around that has to be a different person than they are? Boy, you're all really quiet this morning. But it's the truth. We do it with people we work with. We do it with people we've just come in contact with. We want them to believe and be... That's what's happened to our political system now. The left is... You will be like us. I don't care what. You can be what you want, but leave me alone. 
I'll love you where you are. Just let me love you where you are. I mean, folks, I haven't got to see it yet, but the Hope for Freedom, was that the name of the movie? Sound of Freedom. It, it, it must eye-opener. Give me, a, give me a stat. 180, 150 billion dollars a year selling children. Guess where their roots are at? I can't even imagine how demonic and how wrong a person's thinking is if they are... Well, if, but it, it, I guess it's the same thing if you believe in abortion. Maybe I went too far here. To think that your mindset is so into the wrong things of life that you can take an innocent little child and sell them into prostitution and other stuff that we can't even talk about. It's all because we're, we're, we've got our roots in the wrong place. There's people sitting at home not getting fed the Word of God. And we get it and don't do it. I preach it and don't do it like I should. Now, I can't get into works, but I can, I can recognize. See, the Holy Spirit does not. I, I, I get a lot of resistance in this, but you, study it out. You will not find where the Holy Spirit condemns you, criticizes you. He only, you know, well, you know, the Holy Spirit convicted me. No, he doesn't. The Holy Spirit only tells you the right thing to do. You, you've, got that, you've got that in you that's wrong. You know wrong. Right is blessing. Right is not gossiping. Right is loving everyone. Agape loving everyone. Right is loving. Wrong is choosing. Wrong is prejudice that James talks about. Wrong is seeing someone come in and they look like a slob and they, they stink and, and you're going to move them to the back because you don't want them to affect the other people. We are the ones that are supposed to be affecting them. We are the ones that are supposed to unconditionally hug them and love them even though you might get a little dirt on you. We are the ones that are supposed to change them. We don't isolate the ones that don't do it our way. We have to be in a place where we recognize we are the ones that are supposed to be sharing love. We are the, we are the answer. We are everything we need. We have, we have got it all. It's a supernatural. That's what's wild. It's a supernatural choice. We reap what we sow. It's a supernatural choice that we get. 1 John 4, 16, it says, Abide in love, and God abides in you. 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, He has given us the power of love. He, he has given us the power. But I don't like that person. They won't do what I want. He has given you the power to love them. Come on. We all can admit there are people that we just don't like. Anybody raise your hand there? But we still are told to love them. We are still told, and I'm, I'm so lacking in some of these areas. We are still told to go see them and spend time with them, even though we don't want to be there. Because we've got the answer. And if you see the person and you think they've got a problem, then give them the answer. 
By loving them. You don't have to be a part of what they're doing. You just love them. You recognize that you've got the answer and it'll, it'll touch their lives. Colossians 2.7 says, Let your roots grow down into him and your lives be built on him. That's a New Living Translation. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. That is the answer to everything we're talking about. That is the issue of everything we're talking about. That is exactly what takes care of us. Ephesians 3.17. I want to back up in Ephesians 3.17. I want to read from... Let me go there. 3.17. I want to back up to 16. Listen to this. Paul is saying that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. All we have to do is get out of the way. All we have to do is recognize we are not. My father was a control freak for years. I'm a control freak. I mean, he, 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 dinner was at 11.30. Lunch was at 11.30. You were to be there during the summer. You were to be there at 11.30 no matter what. You didn't talk unless he talked and brought up the subject you this, you this, you this. We're going on vacation and we're going to have a good time. I heard that more than once. But he was sitting right over there, about where Donna's at. And he had staph infection in one of his legs where he had broke sideways and he had repaired it. He had staph infection. All doctors count said it was, he, he, it was going to spread and he was going to lose that whole leg. He got touched by the Holy Spirit. He felt the heat of God go through his whole body. He knew he was healed. He had a check later and it was totally gone. From that point on, he recognized, I'm not in control. And from that point on, he cried every time anything come up. What happened? His roots started going to that place. His roots started driving to that place of trusting no matter what. Yesterday morning when I thought I was blind in one eye, I had to go immediately to the answer. Whatever happened, I'll take care of you. And I couldn't argue. I, you can't argue with God. You can't, you, you, you can't say, God, I'll do this if I get out of this. That, that's nonsense. You just go, God, here I am. I really need to preach tomorrow morning. And I'm, uh, it, I'm not used to this. Now, did he fix it? No, he didn't. He, he fixed it through his way, but he gave me wisdom on what I was doing. Every four hours, I take this, these eye drops that cost so much money. Thank God I've got good insurance. And it's, it's controlled it now so the so this stuff in my eye can take care of the problem with my pupil. And I'm believing in, in, in a few days, it's going to be totally clear. I'm going to see the same. You say, well, what if he don't? What if he does? But what if he don't? He knows me. He's got me. And I, I could beat myself up because that's what the devil would want. 
I could, I could, oh, poor as me, poor as me, and I'd go there like everybody else does. But fact is, it was a waste of time to go there when I could not see out of that eye. You say, well, Pastor, are you stretching it? No. I couldn't. It was just gray. Like, it was like looking at, is that gray? Okay, it was like looking at those chairs. It was that color. Wow, I could even see colors now a little bit better. See, God is enough. And if we, we drive our roots, you know, the, come on up, team. The last scripture, the last scripture that, that I got, come up this morning. 1 Corinthians 16, 14. It says, let love and kindness be the motivation behind all that you do. New Living Translation. Let love, let agape, because that's the word there. Let agape and kindness be the motivation behind all that you... Can I say that again? Yes. See, our motivation is so many times in the roots that we're drawing from the wrong side. What Monica said is so true. Uh, we live in a world where money's the answer. Money is, we've got to have it. And it's nice to have for, for down the road. And it's nice to make extra. And it's nice to be... A, but if that becomes your God... You're driving from the wrong roots because I'm telling you, the economy is not going to stand. Many of you can see that in your 401k that you've been saving. The economy is not going to stand. The Bible says we're going to have one world government and one world finance. So it's not going to stand. My roots have got to be so into God, if I'm down to nothingness, I'm still okay. If I lose my sight, I've still got to be okay. If I lose my hearing, if I get cancer and I'm dying of cancer, I've still got to be okay. Why? Because God is enough. And it's, you've got to come to that place to walk in this peace. You've got to walk in this, this right standing with God without works, just trusting Him and watching Him do the work that He does in our lives every day of our life. Did I have a miracle? I can't call that a miracle. I can just call that doing what you're supposed to do. Man, without, without, without the chemists and without the doctors, we'd all be dead. Until we get enough faith. And I think my faith is going to come when I go, see y'all, too. Because I'm growing every day. Do I make mistakes every day? Be around me. But God loves me anyway. And he keeps driving, keeps driving, keeps driving in my heart. The more I'm around him, the more, the more my roots get deeper. And he takes care of me. Let's stand and let's go out and praise.
trust in you and know that the breakthrough is coming. Our roots are growing deeper and deeper in your love and then in turn we walk more and more in love. Help us not be so prideful to think we know what's going on. We all know in part our place is just to love like you loved us and trust that the work will be finished and we know it will. We thank you Lord. We give you all the praise in Jesus name. And everybody said, amen. Call you blessed. You are dismissed. Deacons, let's go quickly so we can get our meeting so you can have your day.